Time Podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about the importance of quiet time and creating habits to spend time with God daily that is simple and achievable. You know, to say that we are busy people today is truly an understatement. And finding time to fit everything into the day that we need to do and that we want to accomplish is a huge task, not to mention exhausting. Well, we know that setting aside quiet moments with God is important. But for one reason or another, meeting with him on a regular basis sometimes just feels hard. Well, our guest today, Naomi Vaccaro, creator of The Wholehearted Community and author of the book, Quiet, Creating Grace-Based Rhythms for Spending Time with Jesus, will be joining us today to share her approach to quiet time that will refresh your heart and soul. She will help us see how having a daily time with God is possible no matter what season of life you are in. But first, a word from our sponsor. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Time strive to help people delight in God's word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code CBTPROMO or find our link below to get 10% off your order and let's experience God's beauty together. Naomi Vaccaro grew up in Outer Mongolia as a missionary kid before moving to Central Florida at the age of 18. After getting a degree in graphic design, she started working as a wedding photographer and married Matthew Vaccaro shortly thereafter. In 2018, Naomi designed a journal called The Quiet Time Companion and launched an online ministry to help Christians develop the daily habit of Bible reading and prayer. She now spends her time writing, running the wholehearted ministry, and being a stay-at-home mom. Please welcome Naomi. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so delighted to have you on our podcast today. Naomi, it's been such a joy reading your book called Quiet and just being on your website and learning about your ministry and all the work that you're doing. And you've had just such an interesting life. So I'm so excited (laughs) to talk to you about today. Well, the term quiet time. It might bring up a variety of feelings in people. It could even be guilt or, you know, maybe the idea that a devotional time must be done a certain way in order to be right. How would you describe 
quiet time and its purpose? Yeah. So my story is that I personally lived under the power of guilt for many, many years. And that is one of the main reasons why I wrote my book, Quiet, and why I started the Wholehearted Ministry is to address this thing that I've walked through myself and that I know so many other people walk through. So oftentimes we'll hear the words like daily devotions or quiet time. And the first feeling we get is just one of failure. I don't know if you've ever felt Mm -hmm. that way, but (laughs) I've felt that way so often, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, we know that we should be reading the Bible and praying more often. And there's just an unlimited number of books and articles and podcasts that urge us to do so rightly, but it's really hard to know what success looks like in this area because there's, there always seems to be someone else who's reading their Bible and praying more than we are. Mm -hmm. So it's just really easy to misconstrue quiet time and just make it a source of guilt and comparison instead of what it's really meant to be. And that is an expression of our personal relationship with Jesus. So in my book, I use this analogy of tree roots right in the introduction, specifically regarding the difference between shallow roots and deep roots. So going back to 2017, Hurricane Irma like tore through my city here in central Florida. And the day after the hurricane came through, you would wake up and just see trees everywhere and not just little trees, huge trees. So any tree that had shallow roots in kind of the sandy topsoil, they just came right up out of the ground. Whereas the trees that were really deeply rooted, they remained standing. So I like to use this analogy because I think it's a great way of viewing our walk with God. Uh, So like trees, right? We each choose to stand on something as the foundation of our lives. We choose where to draw our nourishment from. Uh, And that's where we choose to stand. That's where our roots will inevitably be planted. So for example, we can choose to make the things of this world our main source of joy and purpose. And those things are, you know, not necessarily bad things, but they're like money or fame or popularity, health, beauty, whatever. Uh, But the problem is those things, they just like sand, they're not meant to last forever. They're not meant to be our foundation. So when the storms of life, the hurricanes of life come, our our foundation will crumble if that's what we're standing on. On the other hand, right, if we plant our roots and draw our source of life from the rock, the everlasting rock that is Christ, we will be secured by a foundation that never shifts, never changes, never falters. And so that's what we want. We want to be firmly fixed on the rock of Christ And this is where quiet time really comes into play. This is when I talk about what a quiet time even is. It's about rooting us in Christ and being in a consistent relationship with him. And just like any relationship, there needs to be that back and forth communication. And that's Bible reading and prayer in our relationship with Jesus. Uh, So as we practice this rhythm of relationship, our roots will grow deeper into Christ and uh, we will 
just be more intertwined with the things that are eternal and fixed and secure. So that is just a little bit <laughs> of my heart regarding quiet time and why I'm just so passionate about helping believers become firmly rooted in Christ. Yes. Oh, I love your analogy because it's just so critical that when we're not in that hurricane of a storm, that we are taking the time to nourish ourselves and let the roots grow deep so that when we do have the storms in life, they don't completely destroy us. So that is such yes. a great analogy. Well, Naomi, you created the Quiet Time Companion a few years ago, and that kind of led you to create this <laughs> business, um, which is all about helping people spend time with Jesus. Tell us what led you to do that. Yeah, so it's interesting because before Wholehearted, I was actually a wedding photographer. And at that point in time, I really loved my job, but it was a lot. And I had just gotten married and I knew I wanted to have kids. So part of this journey really did involve me going, I want to create work for myself that doesn't take me away from my family, like wedding photography would. So I prayed and prayed for months. I really sought the Lord and asked, Lord, what are you, what are you doing? Where are you leading me? And after several months of, of prayer and trying a lot of different ideas, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So oh, I had a lot yay. of different ideas. <laughs> and so um, nothing really seemed right. Nothing. The Lord didn't really confirm any idea until one day I was sitting in my living room in my newlywed apartment and I was having a quiet time and on the dining room table were just strewn all of these different journals and pieces of paper and, and pens. And it was just a lot of stuff. And I remember thinking, man, it would just make it so much easier to have a quiet time if I could have some kind of organizer or planner, uh, like a calendar planner, but specifically for quiet time. Uh, not for your schedule. So that in that moment, I just felt like I needed to create this, that this was something that God wanted me to do. And so I, I really, I got down to work. I gathered a support team and a focus group of my friends. And we designed this, this journal called the quiet time companion. And as I was designing it, I just felt this, you know, my vision grew beyond just the product. And I began to realize, wow, this actually, this touches on an even deeper need in my community. And that is help and discipleship to have a quiet time and a grace-based quiet time, not just religious duty, but mm -hmm. how do I help my friends create this rhythm in their lives? Uh, so that's why Wholehearted then was founded because it coincided with the Quiet Time Companion and it gave kind of a, a ministry side to the product and to the business. Um, and now Wholehearted has been around for almost four years. We help believers all over the world create this habit of Bible reading and prayer. We have a team of, I think now we're over 20 women who write for us, work for us, help us. Uh, and we offer just a bunch of different resources uh, to help in this quiet time endeavor. So that's the story. That's how Wholehearted came to be. And it has been a wonderful journey from the very start. 
Oh, it's so exciting. And I would just encourage our listeners to check out your website too for even more resources than what we're talking about here yeah. in your book. Well, what? let's talk about what changes when we reframe quiet time as a habit or rhythm of life rather than it just being one more item on our schedule. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm obsessed with my schedule. (laughs) I'm I'm a to-do list person. And so my temptation is to make my relationship with Jesus something to check off my list. Uh, So that's not good, but let me explain why. So a habit, right, or a rhythm of life, it really does become a part of who we are. It's not just what we do. It really becomes a part of who we are. And so on one hand, I do think it is good to put important things on a daily checklist. Like we do want to get really good, good routines into our lives because they're important. Um, We should make it a priority to brush our teeth and go to the grocery store and and work out and quiet time can be on that list because it is a rhythm that we want to include. However, like I mentioned, the temptation is to then kind of diminish the relationship we have with the God of the universe to a 30 minute quiet time every morning. And I say this a lot, but, you know, having a quiet time with Jesus, you know, that's only part of the Christian walk. The Christian walk is more than that, but it is not less than that, right? There, it, that is really foundational, but it goes beyond those 30 minutes uh, and beyond just the checklist. So once our Bible reading and our prayer is done, it's really easy to cross it off and just forget that we need the help of the Holy Spirit for every other task on our to-do list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I forget that all the time, but this is the whole point of having a quiet time is it infuses the rest of our day with truth, with life, with purpose, and with joy, even though we encounter things that will definitely throw us for a loop. Um, So we will need to come back to Christ again and again. And those moments really just aren't you can't predict those with a to-do list. So framing quiet time as kind of a rhythm, right? It helps us remember that our true identity is Christ's child. We are, we belong to Christ. We are followers of Christ first. We're not moms, wives, workers, writers, you know, those are not our first identities. Our identity is that we belong to Christ and that relating to God is part of who we are And it's not just what we do for 30 minutes every day. Um, Quiet time is the foundation. It's the launch pad. And it's not just another like mundane to-do list item. Absolutely. And I, I would just add to that and say that once you are in this rhythm, you just look forward to it so much. And I think people um, maybe who haven't started reading the Bible, and I just would want to encourage you to do that with a good study Bible, even if you're not familiar, it helps you understand it more. Um, But when you start 
learning about the different qualities of God in any of the readings of the Bible. I've been reading through Ezekiel and I've been amazed at what I've learned about God in his heart. Um, Just that he looks forward to hearing our prayers, it says in there. And so I think um, when you get into this rhythm and you just can't wait to do it, because like you say, it gets your day off to such a tremendous start and um, you're, you're building your roots very deeply. What, what advice would you give to someone who's just newly starting or perhaps restarting their quiet time habit? Yeah. So even just to kind of touch on what you said, Ellen, I think it's important to, to let people know that this quiet time rhythm, it will lead to a delight in our relationship with Christ However, it won't always feel delightful, right? There are going to be seasons where having a quiet time actually feels more like a drudgery than a delight. And this is something I write about, I think, in chapter three of my book is just there are different seasons. And sometimes the feelings just don't line up with the reality. The reality is delight but sometimes our hearts are just not there. Um, So don't be dismayed. Whoever's listening, don't be dismayed. If you are really struggling to feel delight in your quiet time, you're not enjoying it. Don't worry, stick with it. Those, Those feelings of joy, they will come. I promise you, they will come as you are faithful to seek the Lord. So if you're just starting or if you're trying to restart your quiet time habit for like the 20th time, because I've been there totally. Um, My encouragement to you would be to really just start small. So often we overcomplicate things. And maybe this is because we compare. We compare ourselves to our friend who has all the highlighters and all the study guides. and, And they're just, they really love that aspect of a quiet time. And then we think we need to do that too. And we make quiet time a lot harder than it actually needs to be. So I just say, always remember, it's about having a relationship with Jesus. You don't have to do a super in-depth Bible study or pray for an hour right off the bat, right? That's not the definition of a successful quiet time. Those are really good things. And I would encourage you to pursue those things if you can. But if you're in a busy season and you just want to create a habit that will stick longer than a few days, (laughs) it might be better to just start small and then grow and add in things from there. So I recommend choosing a Bible reading plan. This is huge. It's a little thing, but it's huge because it really, it takes away the stress of trying to decide what you're going to read every day. So just have a plan for what you're going to read before you sit down and open your Bible. And after that, I would say, write down three or four things that you want to pray about every day. Include something you're grateful for, include something that you need the Lord's help for, and this can be a sin struggle that you confess and a physical need or something else. Uh, And then finally, include something that someone else needs the Lord's help for. So those are the three basic things I try to add to a prayer list. And once you have those things, a Bible reading plan and a prayer list, then just look at your daily schedule choose a time, get practical, right? It's okay to get practical. Choose a time that makes the most sense and then just set your alarm each time you sit down to be with the Lord. Start with 20 minutes, just 10 minutes reading your Bible, 10 minutes praying, and it's okay to go over, 
But the point is we don't want to overload ourselves. We don't want to make it overwhelming because then it'll be harder to come back the next day. Uh, and then, you know, my final encouragement here is just to remember that if you are in a busy season, as I think most of us are, isn't that just kind of the word of our culture is busy? It's like, how are you? I'm busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all busy. If you're in that season, then your need for God is deeper than ever. It's greater than ever. And investing your time into a relationship with Jesus is not wasteful. It does not waste your time to sit with him for a few moments every day. In fact, the time you spend with him will set your tone for the rest of the day. And your busy schedule, I believe, will have less power to overwhelm you and discourage you if you are taking it to Jesus first. Yes, I love that. I completely agree with that. And I also, you know, when I've sat down to do my quiet times before too, I have realized that I've approached it in more of a legalistic way. And like, just I've jumped into my reading, and and then I've actually stopped myself and said, "Good morning, God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how yes. are you today?" Or you know what I mean? Trying to think of it yes. in this personal relationship. Like I just read all about you, but I haven't communicated with you. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I encourage people to just think of it as if you were sitting across from someone. Um, and having a conversation when you approach your quiet time. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever 
works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to oh, the podcast. Oh, Well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Well, how can we say no to to kind of a works based, never good enough mindset? when it comes to making a consistent quiet time habit. So I, I walked in that mindset for years and I really thought that my quiet time was a ritual that I had to perform in order to be a good Christian. And I'm, I wonder how many believers maybe think that way themselves without knowing it, or that's how you're treating spiritual discipline And it might actually be keeping you away from the delight of a relationship with Jesus when it doesn't need to be. So guilt-based quiet time, like I said, it sees Bible reading and prayer as a ritual that we absolutely have to perform or we're off the mark and we failed. It sees God as a taskmaster who just keeps track of our failures, right? Versus our good works. And then worst of all, Uh, guilt-based quiet time, it really does pull us further away from the relationship that Christ wants us to have with himself. So we really do need to say no to it. We need to say no to this guilt-based, works-based quiet time that takes God's love out of the picture. On the other hand, when we practice a grace-based quiet time, here's what that looks like. We are making that rhythm more about a loving relationship than a religious rule. We just have to get it into our heads first. It's relationship, not rule. We need to remember that the grace of Christ has already made us perfectly acceptable in the sight of God. And now we don't have to do anything to prove ourselves or gain his favor. And I just have to say that to myself again and again and again, because I am such a performer. I am such a works-based mindset person, Mm -hmm. but Christ has taken care of that. We now can operate because of his work on the cross. We can operate from a place of love, responding to the grace that God has already shown us. So when we flip that around, that's grace. That's, that's the gospel. When his grace reaches down for us first and we respond to that grace, uh, that's the difference. So with a grace-based, love-fueled quiet time, guess what? There is freedom. There's freedom to miss a day here and there and just and pick it up again tomorrow. Just keep trying, keep coming back, but there's freedom And there's freedom to change up your routine, to better accommodate your season. You have nothing to prove. You have nothing to earn. You have everything to enjoy in the presence of Jesus. 
And eventually, once that clicks, you're going to realize, I don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to miss out on what Jesus has for me in his presence. And that's what a grace-based quiet time is all about. You know, that just makes me want to put a big sign over in my little quiet time chair that says grace-based quiet time. And really, thank you so much for reminding us um, that it truly is grace-based and that we don't, you know, we are always trying to do, do, do. And um, I know people struggle with feeling guilty or not getting enough. I know there's been times where, you know, the phones rang and then I've got distracted and I've never got back to it. And I've been like, ah, um, but we, yeah. you're right. We have to give ourselves grace and, and allow the love of Christ um, to be more overwhelming to us than having this sense of, this is just something I have to do. Right. Well, what would you say to someone who feels like their quiet time has just become stale or boring? Yeah. So like we mentioned earlier, right, this is really normal. (laughs) So if that's you today, just don't be alarmed. This happens to everyone. And I used to think that if my quiet time became boring, that I somehow had gotten off in my relationship with God. And really, I mean, sometimes that might be the case. Search your heart, you know, and try to find the reason. But it really could be that um, there's actually nothing serious going on and that you're just in a season where your feelings aren't lining up with the reality of Jesus and his love for you. Um, There could be a more serious reason like deep rooted sin issues can cause us to fall into these ruts where we just don't enjoy God's presence. We need to dig those out. You guys, we need to get serious about that. Um, Or significant suffering really can cause our quiet time to lose its luster. Now that changes for people. I tend to get more joy out of time with Jesus when I'm suffering, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's really hard to pray when I'm walking through grief. So in any case, you really just need to start. Don't be too alarmed, but start by asking the Lord to just reveal to you why it's become boring, why it's become stale. Ask him to restore your joy. Again, it's relationship, you guys. So bring him into it. Tell him, Lord, I'm super bored right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tell him what you're feeling and he will help you. He will help you. And there's also some practical things that you can do. You don't have to, you know, passively just kind of let it go by. Uh, You can shake things up and make your quiet time a little more interesting. So for me, this looks like, you know, worship music. I like to go on prayer walks when the weather's nice, Um, or even starting a new book or a new Bible study. It just, it can really spark my uh, excitement to sit down with Jesus. Uh, So at the end of the day, just don't take your own lack of emotion too seriously, you know, pray and search for the reason, but just trust that as you remain faithful in the discipline and the consistency by God's grace, the delight, it will come again in time. Yes. Oh, that was just so beautifully said. And you're right. We will have ebb and flow of how, how our life changes over time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of changes, 
What tips or advice would you have for someone who's experiencing a big life change coming up, like a move or a wedding or new child? How can they prepare to adapt their quiet time to this new season? Yeah, well, I have been through all of those (laughs) transitions Mm -hmm. and they are doozies, right? They are no small thing. And it's okay to realize that new seasons really do affect us and they affect all of our routines, not just our quiet time. So how to prepare for that? Uh, I will just say that if you start to have a quiet time now, when you're not in a big season of transition, it will be easier to maintain the habit or revamp the habit later on. It's really hard to kind of try to start something new in the midst of a transition. Uh, or maybe for some people that that works, but it does not for me. So uh, starting right now, right where you are is, is always a good idea. But more than that, I would just say, just try to spend a good amount of time praying over the season ahead. The answer will always be go back to Jesus. <laughs> always just trust that the Lord will give you grace as you transition into this new role and just prepare your heart because it's a sanctification. All of these transitions, it, it is a furnace of sanctification and the Lord will use it. He will, even though it might not feel great. Uh, so when the time comes, step into the new season confidently, trusting that the Lord is using all of the chaos, all of the change, and then do your best to maintain your quiet time routine, but don't worry if things get lost for a little while, if it takes you some time to regain your footing after a big transition, that's really okay. The main thing is that you just don't give up altogether, you know, keep it on your list of priorities. And then as you get settled into your new season, it, it'll be easier to get that back into your rhythms. So personally, you know, it took me probably six months to relearn my quiet time after I got married, right? Just getting married made my quiet time more difficult. (laughs) And then y'all, after I had a baby, uh, that's like a whole other level. (laughs) So after I had my first baby and every mom can agree, it's a huge transition and it's exhausting and and Mm -hmm. terrifying and amazing. Uh, But it (laughs) took me a solid year before I became consistent again. And in that time, I I was really careful not to let guilt overwhelm me. I I, I was like, no, Naomi, it's not about performing. You have a newborn right now. Pray when you can pray in the middle of the night when you're nursing, come to Christ for help, walk with him, but you don't have to perform the religious ritual of quiet time. That's not what it's all about. So yeah, just because you're struggling in a new season to have a quiet time, that doesn't mean that Jesus isn't walking with you. He is, and and he is making you into more of his likeness, even as you struggle to spend time with him. Absolutely. And I just would also like to encourage um, working women because I have been through this season. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and then I went back to work and it was so hard for me to yeah. reestablish a quiet time. There was this season in my life where I had gone back to work and I just was struggling. And I was having this sort of guilt 
feeling of not being able to do what I used to do. And then I just really looked for other creative solutions. And I remember like I would listen to praise and worship music while I was driving. I would listen to Moody Radio because they have wonderful morning programs teaching God's word. Um, I remember just doing breath prayers while I was driving all the way um, to and from work. And then now with these, with apps like um, version, you can actually have the Bible read to you while while yeah. you're in the car and driving. So there are so many creative solutions. I don't want people to feel, I, I know I personally felt discouraged during that time, um, but now looking back at it, kind of just seeing how I allowed it to evolve um, and, and really what you said, um, just that remember that God loves you and, and no matter how you're trying to communicate to him, um, yeah. he loves that. Well, Naomi, tell us about you personally. What does your quiet time sort of look like now in this season of your life? Yeah, well, I love that you mentioned what you just said, Ellen, because there are so many different ways to connect with God and to consume his word. And those really are the two main things, right? Is the listening to him by uh, consuming scripture and speaking back to him and with him through prayer. And there are so many ways to do that. It's not all just in your little quiet time nook with your highlighters and pens and coffee. Yeah. That's one way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I so I personally, I will say that it was really becoming a mom that helped me to see that quiet time could and should be flexible. And it, and it can look different depending on your season. And I actually think that's a really good thing to learn that because we, again, like we said at the very beginning of this conversation, we don't want to diminish. We don't want to box in our relationship with God into a 30 minute quiet time in our chair every morning. We can take him in the car. He's with us in the car. He's with us in the shower. He's with us everywhere. And we can talk to him anywhere. So I'm just really, really passionate about that. And when I became a mom, it was such a hard transition. It drastically challenged my quiet time. Uh, and I had to get really creative. Like you said, I had to listen to the Bible being read on an app. I would pray as I nursed in the middle of the night. Uh, but now, thankfully, my son is a little older. So he's sleeping through the night. He's getting up at a semi-reasonable hour. So I don't know how I feel about that, really. <laughs> Um, And so thankfully also my husband works from home. And so we're able to kind of tag team things, especially in the mornings and the evenings. So we try to give each other the time we need to seek the Lord, because that is one of the priorities in our home, which is so nice when, when you have a husband who's just really on board with that and makes all the difference. Uh, So right now in my life, I spend about 30 to 45 minutes with the Lord at about 7 a.m. most days. And I say most days because I, I miss plenty of days in this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I missed this morning. So <laughs> don't worry, you guys, it's, it's not perfect. Um, and that really did used to eat me up with guilt, but um, I am not a slave to my own imperfections anymore. Like I used to be, which is amazing. It's yes. not about the perfection. It's about the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I start my quiet time by journaling in the planner I designed, you know, the quiet time companion. 
And then I read a passage from the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Psalms. I'm trying to go through the whole Bible. I try to do that every year. And then I spend about 10, 15 minutes just praying to the Lord about various things. Uh, and then I'm off on mom duty and then work and, and all the all the crazy things. So that is what it looks like in this season. It's hit or miss, but it's consistent. And that's that's the whole goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how can we as women kind of encourage and support one another in our quiet time habits? Yeah, I feel like this question can be so charged because first it implies that we should encourage and support one another, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's such a fragile thing because of the guilt mm -hmm. associated with it. So it's really, really hard, but it is very important. And I would just say that first, before anything else, we really do need to be in community. We need to be in face-to-face, in-person community with one another in order to encourage and support one another in this habit and in all of our other uh, life areas and all of the other areas of life, right? So start there. I would just encourage the listener, find a local body of believers to do life with, uh, and not just Sunday morning service, you know, find people that you can see multiple times a week, and then just start to get vulnerable and involved in each other's lives, you know, get into each other's dining rooms and kitchens and start talking about quiet time, start talking about your relationship with Jesus. And once those relationships open up, and, and the trust is built, then you can start to really uh, keep each other accountable and encourage one another with grace, not just, you know, condemnation or de a demanding spirit, which that's kind of what comes across when you, when you do this with people, you don't really know very well, mm -hmm. <laughs> come across not very nicely. So get into that relationship first. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I really believe that in order to love one another well, Ultimately, we just need to start with our own private relationship with God. If that vertical relationship is in alignment, then our horizontal relationships with others, that will come into alignment too, as we are living on mission together to seek him. So yeah, begin with your relationship with Jesus, get involved into community, develop relationships that are genuine and face-to-face. And then you can start doing the more practical things like accountability partnership and getting a mentor and, and those things come eventually too. Yes, absolutely. I love too just sharing with people um, kind of a good lead in is just to say, um, you're not going to believe what I learned in my quiet time today. Like just yeah. sometimes you can encourage people just by saying what you're learning and experiencing and that kind of has a, yeah. a trickle down effect. I love that. Well, yeah. your book, Quiet, which we will have a link down in our show notes. What is your prayer for readers of your book? Yeah, I have thought long and hard about this because there's so much. I mean, every chapter is just my soul poured out on paper and there's so much I would desire to be the results of reading that. But really when it comes down to it, my prayer for those who read quiet 
is that once they finish my book or even before they finish, I, I just want them to put my book down and run to Jesus. I, I really just want them to crave God's word and, and long for prayer, long for that relationship with Jesus. My prayer is that they would not wait another moment to just hit their knees and cry out to God and, and start actually walking in relationship with him. Jesus is just so ready. He is so ready to embrace us. And I'm sick of this lie that our sin and our quiet time inconsistencies somehow make us too unworthy to approach mm -hmm. him or, or make us some, uh, something that he doesn't delight in. He always delights in us and he always wants to spend time with us um, because he took care of our failure on the cross once and for all. And so just like we embraced the gospel when we first became Christians, we need to cling to the gospel now as we continue on this journey of creating the habit of a quiet time. So that is my prayer for those who read my book, that they would just not wait any longer. Just go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Naomi, it's been such a joy to have you on our podcast today. Can you tell everyone listening how they can find out more information about you and your ministry and your book? Yes, it's been such a joy to be here. Thank you very much for having me. I've, I've loved You're having welcome. this conversation. So if you are interested in Wholehearted and our ministry, you can visit wholeheartedquiettime.com. And that is also our handle on Instagram, wholehearted quiet time. We would love to have you join our community. And then personally, I am on Instagram, just my name, Naomi Vaccaro, no spaces, no periods, nothing, just Naomi Vaccaro. And I, I do a lot of sharing on there as well from just my personal life and, and other things. So come on, join the fun. I'd, I'd love to meet you and connect with you. Awesome. Awesome. We'll have her links in the show notes as well. Before we go, I just want to ask you some of our favorite uh, Bible study tool questions. So what Bible do you use and which translation is it? Yeah. So I bounce around between translations, but I am using the Christian standard Bible right now. And I just love it. That's a great translation. Yes, it's an excellent yeah. translation. All right. Yeah. Do you have any favorite journaling supplies that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Well, I mean, I obviously <laughs> the yes. only tool I use is the Quiet Time Companion. So that really, I use that and a pen and my Bible. So that's really it. And uh, it's funny because I really did design this quite selfishly because it was the tool I wanted for my quiet time. And now I get, I get to use it every year because we make enough of them. So, <laughs> Oh, it's so great. They're so beautiful too. So yes, yeah. we'll put a link to that below. And lastly, what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Yeah. So I don't know if this is technically Bible study, but I personally just love the dwell app. Uh, oh man, this really was a lifesaver when I became a mom and it's so beautifully read and the music in the background, it is just really such a blessing. So that is my favorite. Oh. It's the Dwell app. Yeah, that is a great app. 
Awesome. Well, Naomi, thank you so much for being here today to share your tips on having a, a quiet time that is meaningful and guilt-free. I hope that's such an encouragement to our listeners. You can pick up a copy of Naomi's book, Quiet, from the link in our show notes, and also head over to our blog where you can interact with us and share your comments on this podcast. Finally, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. We also have two new courses available on how to pray using our prayer journal and prayer binder. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. Have a blessed day.